Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, and it says, I may be able to speak the languages of human beings and even of angels, but if I have no love, my speech is no more than a noisy gong or a clanging bell. I may have the gift of inspired preaching. I may have all knowledge and understand all secrets. I may have all the faith needed to move mountains. If I have no love, I am nothing. I'm telling you guys, the worship team was in my sermon notes because I couldn't have picked a better song. I may give away everything I have and even give up my body to be burned. But if I have no love, this does me no good. Can I pray with you guys before I begin? Lord, I, I thank you for what you're doing in the life of Christ Uncensored. I thank you that you've established a, a church in Staten Island that has chosen to be the carriers of love, not just any love, but your love. I pray that today your love may transform us. I pray that today I may be completely out the way, that nobody may hear what Reuben has to say, but they may fully hear what you have to say, God. And in this moment, there may just be that I may just be a vessel as you communicate to your people and honestly, as you communicate to me, because this message has been ministering to my own heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So I don't have good memory. Like, if I'm being honest, I just don't have memory at all. I forget, honestly, everything. My friends dislike me because I always lose my wallet and... <laughs> I hold them up like 15, 20 minutes a day. It's just, this just, I just have some, hey, can I cash app you days? Like, yeah, let's, can I just cash app you? Where's your wallet? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't, it's not that I lose it. It's just I just forget where I put it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I lose my wallet all the time. I, I, f I forget like little things. You guys ever like be on the phone with someone and, f and forget that you're on the phone and you think you lost your phone? Yeah. I've done this. Hey, let me call you back. I got to find my phone. My client, I, I, uh, I work in home, she's actually tuning in. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Kian. They're tuning in. Uh, she doesn't say goodbye to me anymore when I leave because I always come back because I left something. So now our conversations look like this. All right, I'm heading out. All right, you got everything? You got everything, Ruben. You got your book bag. You got your keys. You got your phone. You got your wallet. You got your shoes. You got your shoes. No, seriously, Griselle. You remember? Remember I was, I was at Griselle's house. Can I just tell you guys? I'm at Griselle and Zav's house. We're hanging out. And I... I left without my shoes. I'm not like legit. And, and Griselle's so funny, like, because I mean, how would you tell me I'm walking out of the house? I don't, she's like so sweet. She's like, <laughs> she's like, mijo. <laughs> she goes, papi, papi, but papi, you're not gonna put your shoes on? <laughs> I'm living my truth, right? Legit, ready to walk out of my house without my shoes. I'm that forgetful. I forget everything. 
You guys ever, speaking of being on the phone, you ever call somebody by the time they answer, you forgot why you called them? I just make stuff up now. I'm a pastor. I'll be like, hey, man, you need prayer? <laughs> hey, yo, you need me to pray for you? Yo, pastor, I'm so, because honestly, I've been, yo, yo, I actually just remembered why I called you. Actually, never mind. Um, here's why I called. Forget the prayer. You're good. Jesus knows. Um, <laughs> I forget names all the time. Yo, but I'm a good name forgetter. Like, people don't even know. Some of y'all, y'all think I know y'all name. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know most. Um, I remember one time, though, I, I, uh, I see this guy. I meet him. Next day, I see him again. I'm like, hey, this is how you know if I forgot your name, if you become buddy. Hey, buddy! And he looks me dead in my eyes. No one's ever done this. It was weird. He looks me dead in my eyes. He goes, you forgot my name, didn't you? You're not supposed to, like, you, you know, like, yeah, that's rude. You're not supposed to call me out on that. He's like, it's Mark. I'm like, all right, Mark, next week. Hey, man. He's like, you remember my name? You remember my name? I'm like, yes, yeah, Matthew. Um, I forget a lot. I forget everything, and I know that we all do. It's so easy to forget things. Uh, I won't mention names, but a certain lead pastor of a church meeting at 4 p.m. at 77 Alaska Street um, forgot his own wife's, he didn't forget, he'll say he didn't forget his wife's birthday, but he for, I don't even know what it is. He like double booked himself. Uh, Lee's about to go on the mic. Lee's right. Mic on. He forgot my birthday. <laughs> what he will say is he booked himself. I love you, Lisa. That's my pastor. He double booked himself on the day that was his birthday. And in his mind, he was like, I just, I knew it was Lisa's birthday, but I also thought they were both different days. It's easy to forget even the important things. It gives me a lot of peace that my pastor forgot his wife's birthday because a couple years ago, I forgot my own mother's birthday. And then I tried to defend it. I was like, it's December 23rd. It's close to Jesus's birthday. I'm just thinking about Jesus. I'm trying to be holy, like... But it's so easy to forget, and I want to remind us today. See, a few months ago, I want, I want to bring a reminder because a few months ago, we started this series. It's, it's become the official mantra of our church. Love is our logo. When I say love is, you say our logo. Love is. Love is. But some time has passed. A lot has happened. We started that at the beginning of 2020, mid-2020. I'm just going to say it was, it was back when everybody was like, 2020 vision. But nobody had 2020 vision for 2020. A lot has happened. A lot has changed. And it's very easy for things to just become sayings and mantras and lose their initial value. And they sound cool. Love is our logo. It just rolls off the tongue. But what does it mean? Why do we use it? Why do we say it? Because it's so easy for things to change. And what we've gone through to change what love is our logo to become. I could say, I could cut someone off. All right, peace out. Love is our logo. <laughs> I don't need you because love is our logo. Anyway, like here's a quick example. The word bully means to force your way, to, to pick on someone, all those things. That's how we use it now. Man, between last week and this week, we're teaching people words, bro. That's cool. Um, but the original meaning of bully means sweetheart. The original meaning is sweetheart. What happened is, is over time, people used it sarcastically, like, oh, you're such a bully. You're such a bully. And then the word changed its meaning. People forgot the original meaning. And so I want to remind us today why we say 
Love is our logo. But not just that, but that even though some time has passed, even though life has happened, no matter what 2020 has brought to you, I want to remind you guys today that love is still our logo. No matter what 2021 got for us, no matter what happens, no matter what life throws our way, love is still our logo. No matter what happens, love will be our logo. If you're new here and, and you're here for the first time, I want you to know that you came at a great time because we, we want you to know that no matter what our church endures, no matter what we've gone through, we've made it our mission, we've made it our heart, that no matter what happens, love will always be our logo. So if you find yourself today in need of love, <laughs> you came at a good time because love is still our logo at Kuhau, we live in love. And that's my sermon title for today. Love is still our logo. And here, here's why. Because nothing else matters. We, we've come to understand that without love, everything else is of little value. And, and, and I want to go back into Corinthians because he highlights it in such an amazing way. Uh, Paul says, I may be able to speak the languages of human beings and even of angels. But if I have no love, my speech is no more than a noisy gong or clanging bell. I may have the gift of inspired preaching. I may have all knowledge and understand all secrets. I may have all the faith needed to move mountains. But if I have no love, I am nothing. I may give away everything I have and even given up my body to be burned, but if I have no love, it does me no good. And what I love is that Paul uses the spiritual. He doesn't just, he doesn't compare love to riches, possessions. He, he, he says, no, even at our most spiritual state in our operating in our giftings, I could be the most gifted preacher ever to be exist but if i have no love it means nothing and and what i love about that is i appreciate about that is it's so easy to over spiritualize i've done it i do it all the time it's so easy to spiritualize our insecurities see there's been times where i've said oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm talking in the language of angels but really i was gossiping about people there, there's been times where I've said, no, 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 this is inspired preaching, but really it was some really good rationalization and justification, justification of my own behaviors. I've said that I have all knowledge and understanding. I've had all knowledge and understanding, but really it was confirmation biases and selected facts. And so I love that he says, hey, even in our most spiritual, even in our most good, that compared, these things compared to love, these things without love of, are of no value. Of no value. These amazing things. You could be the best prayer warrior. You could be this, this worship team as anointed as the worship was. If it's done without love, because that's how powerful God's love is. And I, I've, I've done this, I, I, I've over-spiritualized everything. High school Reuben, high school Reuben, yo, every girl I had a crush on was sent by God. 
Don't judge me. You guys do it too. I know you do it. I know you do it. Adult Ruben still does it sometimes. He'd be like, Lord, if you didn't want me to like her, why you made her so pretty? If you didn't want me to be in love with Chris Hemsworth. And then you get real spiritual. You ever do this? I've done this. I, I know you guys did this. You say those prayers, Lord, give me a sign. Like if, if she's just not the one, all right, here's what I'm going to do, God. Here's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to go on Instagram. And if she hasn't posted, then that's my sign that, okay, it's not meant to be. But if she has posted, that's your sign. That's my Boaz. That's your sign. And you just refresh, refresh, refresh. I know. I've done it. Look, look at the comment. You get, you get your homie, you get your homegirl. Yo, La Cienica, come, 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 check this out. She wrote, she, in her ca caption, she wrote hashtag blessed, right? But check this out. This morning, I texted her and I said, God bless. I hope you have a blessed day. And even though she left me on red because she's trying to play hard to get, that's her communicating in the comments. That's my sign. I've done it. That's why I appreciate that Paul says, hey, even at our most spiritual, even when we are doing things, compared to God's love, without God's love, it's literally, it's the, the faith to move mountains is nothing apart from his love. And, and, and that's what I want to leave you guys with. The first takeaway is this. If I have no love, I have nothing. But if I have God's love, I have everything. I forgot there was an online audience for a second. Hey guys, I'm here, I'm back. I'm gonna unpack this with Ephesians. In Ephesians he says, I pray that Christ will make his home in your hearts through faith. I pray, pay attention, I pray, this is so good. I pray that you may have your roots and foundation, where? In love, so that together with God's people, you may have the power to understand how broad and long and high and deep is Christ's love, that you may be founded in his love so you may understand his love. Yes, may you come to know his love, although it can never be fully known. And so you be completely, completely filled. Isn't it crazy? He says, filled with the nature of God. That in coming to know God, we become filled with the very nature of God, even though we still don't fully ever know his love. And you know what the nature of God is? And another verse we're going to read later, it literally just says, God is love. And so this is just love in redundancy, that you may be rooted in love so you can know love, so you can have the nature of love, so that love may flow in and through and around you. Why? Because his love is broad, it is long, it is high, it is deep. You know what he's trying to say? God's love is endless. To root yourself and found yourself in his love so that you can learn the vastness and endlessness of it. 
and it fills us with his nature. And we learned last week that if we are consumed with God, that as long as we are in the Father's house, everything that we, he has is ours. And Jesus uses possessions as a metaphor, but, but God wants to do so. Will God bless you? Yes. Will God give me a Tesla? One day. But God wants to do so much more than give you physical possessions because physical possessions are ephemeral. See, see, what God has for you, what his endless love provides for you is forgiveness for you and for others. It gives you his grace. It gives you freedom. It gives you a grace. Romans 5.25 says that you get a grace that runs laps. It runs laps around all your insecurities, all your voids that you've been trying to, that I've been trying to make up for, every insecurity and void that we've tried to fill in our lives with sin, because that's why we choose sin, right? I know it's why I've done it. I think it'll fill me. Because there's this void in Reuben's heart. There's this void that I'm constantly trying to fill. What's crazy is in Genesis, it doesn't say that Eve ate the fruit because the serpent said it would make her wise. That's what the serpent says. Hey, you don't, if, if you eat this fruit, it'll make you like God. It doesn't say she ate the fruit because it would make her, she knew it would make her like God. That Adam and Eve ate it because they knew it would make them like God. That's one of the reasons. It's actually the last reason. It says, and so when she saw, and it's three things. That it was good for food, it was desirable to the eye, and it would make her wise. But even without the serpent telling her, she was already looking at it. And I've been there. I do these things that are good for food, but they're not good food. Like, isn't that the epitome of McDonald's? It's a bunch of good for food. Like, you could eat it. But it ain't good. It doesn't nourish you. It doesn't fill, it fills you for a meantime, but it doesn't do your body justice. And that's my life. Going through the drive through at McDonald's. <laughs> Them french fries though. You know, they, they hit. And then I have to run to catch a bus and I'm like, why can't I? we think it'll fill us but then we're left empty you know why guys here's what I realized I've been filling myself with things that are ephemeral but I was designed please catch this guys I was designed for the eternal see Adam and Eve the, the death comes as a consequence of sin, but they were created for eternity. They were created for an eternal relationship with God. We were, that didn't go away. That never stopped. It doesn't, God didn't uncreate us. Creation continues to go. And, and when you look at the history of humanity and God, it's God trying to have relationship with humanity and humanity rejecting it because they think they can do better. But God is like, no, 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 you don't understand. You need my love. You were designed. You were designed with a hole that is vast and broad and long and deep. And the only thing that can fill that is my love because my love is vast and broad and long and deep. 
So we fill ourselves on the ephemeral, and then we find ourselves empty because we were designed for the eternal. And that is why when, when we are apart from love, it's like we have nothing because that void can be so, I've been there, man. It feels endless. It feels endless. But when we saturate in it ourselves, when we root ourselves in his love, he begins to fill us. And we need that love in our lives. And that's why when we have God's love, it feels like we've got everything. And here's the thing. Once we do that, once we've filled ourselves with this eternal love, we can go out and display it and give it to others. I know some of us are tired. Last time I preached, I was tired. Literally, my message was, I'm tired. But we're tired of people who've mistreated us because we've been loving them with our love not God's love. We're trying to love broken people with our own ephemeral love. Reuben's love, Reuben's love is not that good. Reuben's love answers phone calls like, why are you calling me? <laughs> Emily, you said yes to that too much. I answer calls and I go, oh, okay, you know this could have been a text, right? <laughs> and yo, my generation loves to FaceTime and I'm like, that's a lot. Like FaceTime is me. T imagine just me teleporting into your house. Hey, Sheila, by the way, I had a question. Like, <laughs> like what? Ruben's love is not good. I don't have the love to love. I don't have the capacity to love broken people without breaking. Our love is not broad enough, it's not long enough, it's not high enough, it's not deep enough to love people. We need to be. And here, here's, what, here's what happens, and I'm, I'm going to go into it, but we try to love and end, we try to fill an endless void with a, we got, we got low capacity for love, and their, love is, their, their need is just as endless as ours. And so it's only having been saturated and having been born out of God that enables me to love people that I know will hurt me, that I know will gossip about me, and that I know might not ever love me back. I want to jump into John to, 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 really, to really show, show this. He says simply, dear friends, 1 John 4, chapter 7 through 8, it says, dear friends, let us love one another. Because love comes from God. Whoever loves is a child of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. For God is love. It's crazy that it's my very acceptance of God's immeasurable love that enables me to love others but I, I can't do that if I don't know God. That's what he's saying. He's not saying, oh, if you're not loving people, you must not know God. He's saying, hey, if you're not loving people, 
you must not know God. There are so many areas. Rose stole my message. There are so many areas. His love is so vast. Paul says that I pray that you may know it, although you'll never fully know it, which means there's always going to be areas of my life that I don't fully know God's love. <laughs> there's always going to be these areas that I'm like, oh, I don't know God in that area. I need this love. I need this love in my life. Oh, I, I, I don't forgive that person. Oh, I need What's great about his love and realizing you don't know it is it's endless. So you can always go, oh, God, God, wait, 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 I forgot. I need love in this area. I need love in this area. I thought I forgave my father. It was crazy. I thought I forgave my father. I, I was like solid. I had a, literally wrote a paper on it. And then my teacher said, this is not forgiveness. <laughs> so this is a nice essay. This would be a great thesis. It's not forgiveness. And then I legit had a breakdown, had to go see my counselor and walk through that journey. But that was a moment in my life. I knew God, believed in God, been a believer, going to a Christian college. God, I need more of you. I need to know more of you in this area because if I know you, I'll know your love. And I need to know that love that is endless because I don't know legit what was going through my mind. Like I was like, when I realized the depths of my anger towards him, I was like, how do I forgive that? How? It's just another area that I needed his love. But then here's my thing that I also learn about myself. I know that for Reuben, but I find that I put upon people who I know or sometimes don't even know whether or not they know God, I put upon them this expectation to love like they know God. My Starbucks barista. You guys think I'm kidding. No, they misspell my name every time. One time, someone messaged me on Instagram and misspelled Ruben. And I'm like, my Instagram name is Ruben. It's R-U-B-E-N. How'd we do this? But seriously, on a serious level, the person who's been gossiping about us, the, the, the person who, who, who just never has any patience for us, maybe the person who just came out their face towards us, the person who's been going to church longer than you, they should know better. I've done it. I've done it to our pastors, forgetting that they were human and that there are areas in Rose's life. And I'm thankful that I have, I have pastors who are so open and have never tried to hide things. Ro, Ro has openly admitted like, Hey, this is an area in my life that I know I need more of God's love. But even knowing that I still put on the expectation of him to love me in an area that he's still getting to know God. And I read this verse and I say, how, how, how can I do that? How do I put this expectation on them? And if I'm doing that, then maybe it means that this is an area of my life that I don't know, God. Like maybe, what is the expectation? What is the validation that I'm seeking? Why am I needing their love so much? Why am I putting that expectation? And so I say, maybe this is an area that I need to know God in. And what's crazy is when I know, when I know him, John says, he says, Love comes from God. 
Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. So could it be that in loving others, we are introducing them and allowing them to get to know God? The way that, this is, this is, this is our last point. Your love for others is what enables them to know God. The, pe- the very people we're expecting us to love God, love us the, as if they knew God, if we would just love them in the, uh, as if we knew God, if we would just get to know God and love them with his love, love comes from God. And so if we're loving them, they can't not know God. It means that your love lets people who don't know God know God. And when we say love is our logo, It's why love is still our logo, because we understand that there's nothing that can replace love, that anything outside of his love, it it just doesn't compare, and it's his love that is going to change people. The the guiding verse of the entire series that that we did was found in John 13, and it was verses 34 through 35, and it says this. Jesus talking to his disciples, he says, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And if you have love for one another, then everyone will know you are my disciples. Then everyone will know you follow me. Then everyone will know my love. And it's this love that when we wear it as our identity, when we wear it as our brand, it's what enables the world to know God. I just truly believe that that it's this love, it's God's love that is going to transform this world. Because it's only that endless love that can fill the endless brokenness, the endless need, the endless void and insecurities in people. But we draw him, draw people to him not, not through anything else other than his love. And it's why church, like we need to be about it. Like we need to be so saturated. If we've placed our faith in Jesus, there is a world of people aching, aching to know his love. I know it because I ached. I ached for God's love and didn't know I was aching for God's love. And it wasn't until I encountered his love that I realized how empty I was. And can I tell you what a feeling to feel the years of pain that I had numbed myself off to. And in one moment, just be so saturated and encumbered and overwhelmed by his love. There are people aching for it. It needs to be our logo. No matter what we go through, it's still, it's still my logo. No matter what, because I know without it, there's nothing. And without it, how can I change a world with nothing? My faith to move mountains is nothing without love. And so how can I change a world with with faith that moves mountains but has no love? Can I show you how Jesus is the embodiment of this? Jesus, Isaiah, Isaiah is a book in the Old Testament. It's a prophecy of what's to come. So before Jesus steps on the scene, there's a prophecy of what's going to happen. But he's speaking 
as if it's already happened. And what's amazing about that today is it's already happened. So these are the depths of Jesus's love. These are the depths of what he did. I'm going to read the entire chapter. Nothing on the screens because I, I really just want you guys to hear this. Him is Jesus. This is all a description of Jesus and his love and what he did. If you want to know, come close to how endless and broad and high and deep this love of God is. It's found in Isaiah and it's this. We despised him and rejected him. He endured suffering and pain. No one would even look at him. We ignored him as if he were nothing, but he endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that should, we should have borne. All the while, we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God, but because of our sins, he was wounded. Because of our sins, our insecurities, our voids, he was wounded. Beaten because of the evil we did, we are healed we are healed by the punishment he suffered, made whole. You are made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep that were lost, each of us going his own way. But the Lord made the punishment fall on him. The punishment all of us deserved. He was treated harshly but endured it humbly. He never said a word. Like a lamb about to be slaughtered, like a sheep about to be sheared, he never said a word. He was arrested and sentenced and led off to die, and no one cared about his fate. He was put to death for the sins of our people. He was placed in a grave with those who are evil. He was buried with the rich, even though he had never committed a crime or ever told a lie. The Lord says, you want to know how deep his love is for you? It was my will that he should suffer. His death was a sacrifice to bring forgiveness. And so he will see his descendants. That's me and you. He will live a long life, and through him, my purpose, through him, my purpose will succeed. After a life of suffering, he will again have joy. This is now the resurrection. He will know that he did not suffer in vain. My devoted servant, with whom I am pleased. What did God say over Jesus before he did a thing? This is my son, with whom I am pleased. My beloved servant with whom I am pleased will bear the punishment of many. How deep is his love for you? He bore the punishment of many. And for his sake, I will forgive them. And so I will give him a place of honor, a place among the great and powerful. He willingly gave his life and shared the fate of evil men. How much does God love you? He took the place of many sinners <laughs> and prayed that they might be forgiven. He took the place 
If you want to know how deep God's love is, if you want even a, a scope of how broad God's love is, if you need a reminder of what it looks like for love to be a logo, you look just in Isaiah 53. It's everything. When we say the cross, that's what we mean. We mean a love so willing to go to, to, to suffer through pain. It says that he was seated at the right hand of God and he came down for what? That in the midst of Judas betraying him, he calls him a friend. This is the love that we have. And when I hear it, I say, how could I ever want anything else? I understand what Paul is saying. Yeah, no, it's worthless. It's nothing. How could I ever turn my eye on anything other than the love that loved me even when I rejected it? Long before I could even decide to reject it, it loved me. It died for me. It didn't just die for me. It says, I'm healed by his wounds. I'm made whole by the beatings he endured. With every whip that he took, he was healing. With every blow, can you imagine the scene? That, that when they, they stick a spear into his rub, he, rib, he's healing someone. There's someone that he's bringing. And that it's a love that goes that deep. It's a love that goes that wide. It's a love that that's, that's that broad. That it would endure all of this. And there's other scriptures that say that so that some, so that some might say yes. That's his love. If you're, if you're here and you're like, how can I make love my logo? What does that look like? It looks like Jesus. It looks like Jesus. And it's only Jesus that's going to transform this broken world. I'll say it again. When we try to love, I couldn't do what he did. I could not do that. I would have tapped out on day one. The 40-day fast, are you kidding me? I did one day fast, and I called Ro. It was the same week that I also said I'm an atheist. It's that love that's going to change this world. It's that love that's going to heal the brokenness. He was legit broken for, to heal our brokenness, and it didn't break him. He didn't just die for us, but he rose from the grave for us. He resurrected to give us new life. That's the love that's going to change this world, Kuhau. That's why I can stand here today and say no matter what we've gone through, no matter what has happened, love is still my logo. Love is still our logo. No matter what you do to me, you can try to break me, but I have a love that endured brokenness. And no matter what you say about me, I have a love that was already rejected. And it's... That's the love that's gonna change this world. And that's why from today and tomorrow, I will proclaim that love is still our logo. Can you say that with me? Love is still our logo. I'm, I'm going to pray for us now. Lord, we thank you 
we thank you. We thank you for who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, that you somehow choose a people like us who, who don't feel like we belong, who don't feel like we can get it together, someone like me who ruminates on his failures, even though 2,000 years ago you died to forgive them. I thank you. I thank you so much that you loved us, that you love us, and I ask that you fill us with that love. You fill that void, that endless void that every time I realize I'm not loving, that you may remind me that I just need to know you. I don't need to do more. I don't need to perform more. I just need to know you. I need just, just need to spend time with daddy, that when I find myself lost, all I need to do is like the prodigal son, change my mind, and you are there. You are there, Lord that you may do this for this church, that Christ uncensored, no matter what is around us, no matter what surrounds us, no matter what surrounds Staten Island, that we may be a pillar, that when people point to this church, they say, hey, I know one thing. I know that love, <laughs> that that place is love, that when I go into that place, I just feel to the totality of God's love and acceptance. That when we go out, that in our work areas, that in our personal lives, that when people talk about us, they may say there's something about those Kuhau people. That they just love endlessly. And there's something about that love that makes me think, maybe God does love me. Maybe there is a God. Something about that love that makes them know God, Lord, that may, that may be saturated and permeated in us right now in Jesus' name. And right where you are, if you are someone who wants that love and you've never placed your faith in Jesus, I want to give you a chance to accept it. Hey, don't think about it. Just accept it. There's, it comes with nothing, I promise. We're not going to make you sign a contract that for two years you have to, no, no, no. You just got to accept it. Just give it a try. I'm going to give you a moment, and then I'm going to count to three, and then just raise a hand so I can pray with you. One, two, three. If you want to accept God's love, can you just, just a small hand so that I can pray with you? We're going to say a prayer that's an it's, it's a symbol of, of the acceptance that's already happening. He's already in your life. That's it. You raise your hand. The second your mind said, I want that, he's there. We're going to say a prayer that's a symbolic gesture. We're going to say it together because no one's alone on this journey. We're right here with you. So we're going to say it as a family. So you can just repeat after me. Jesus, I want your love. I accept your love. Today I place my faith in you. Today I place my faith in you and I accept your forgiveness. And today, this is the best part, guys. I'm new. I'm new. Can you can you just yell it? I'm new. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.